the biggest lesson that I've kind of learned on this journey is you don't have all the pieces figured out. You kind of learn and evolve along the way. And I think that that is the case so much in this digital marketing world. We have tried so many different things and a lot of them haven't worked and some of them have. But what I've learned most at Jumper Media is just when you start the journey, things are going to change. The vision is going to evolve and you just have to kind of embrace the fact that along that journey, you're going to learn a lot. Welcome to episode 156 of Be The Drop, a weekly interview podcast sharing stories from people who inspire and motivate others to help you learn how to tell your story. I'm Amelia Veal, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Instagram marketing is one of the many evolving areas of social media platforms, apps and tools now available for businesses to communicate with their customers. However, with the many regular changes, it can be difficult to keep abreast of how best to use these technologies to expand our business reach. Jumper Media is an adaptive business delivering digital marketing expertise with a focus on Instagram. Ian Ryan has worked with Jumper Media since its humble beginnings as a team of four to a company with now over 60 employees, all working to help their clients get a handle on their digital content marketing. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Ian discusses the digital content landscape and the expansion of Instagram marketing. He also shares some hot tips for Instagram content, the current trends on the platform, and what to focus on with your posts. This is Ian's version of Be The Drop. When I find something useful for my business, I like to share the love. For royalty-free music on podcasts and videos, we love Soundstripe. It's got a great range of tunes and no boring elevator music. As a Soundstripe partner, we're excited to offer you a 10% discount. There's a discount link in the show notes or enter the code BETHEDROP at checkout. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining me for the next episode of Be The Drop. I am so excited to be here and uh, and can't wait to, to tell you a little bit about our journey over here at Jumper Media. Fantastic. Well, to get us started, I like um, my guests to go through an item of significance, and that's something that sort of gives us a little bit of context about you and what you do. For sure. So, I mean, I've, you know, it's funny. I was in the, I worked in the fitness industry for about 10 years, uh, moved out to San Diego, California, launched my own personal brand and got to a point where I was looking for more collaboration in my life. So, uh, kind of being in marketing and sales along with the fitness industry my whole life, I felt that the natural step would be to join a startup around social media. And that's exactly what I did towards the end of, of 2017. And I was actually the fourth employee here at Jumper Media a uh, little less than two years ago. And it's crazy, Amelia. Now um, we're at about 60 employees. So we've had wow. we've had some some rapid growth, but it's been incredible to, to be a part of a startup and be able to collaborate with a team on all these cool stuff. And, and the best thing about it is just being able to, to work with so many clients from different industries that has given me uh, a lens into how things 
things work from different perspectives when it comes to social. And I'm excited to, to dive into that uh, today with you. Fantastic. Oh, what a great story. So from four to 60 in what, how many years was it? Four years? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not even that growth happened in less than three years. Um, but since I had been there, I mean, that's, that's how fast we've grown. So um, we haven't even been around for four years to put it into context. And uh, I think we just hit the, the right market at the right time. I don't think anyone saw Instagram getting quite as big as it did. So we got lucky with that. And we're just excited to see where it's going to go. Mm, great. Well, we will talk a little bit more about Instagram, but I'd like to get us started with a story, um, something, something of your learning, something that you've learned along that journey. And it sounds like there's probably lots, but if we could try and pick one story that sort of is something that, you know, you took really significant learning from what that is and how you apply that knowledge today. Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest lesson that I've kind of learned on this journey is you don't have all the pieces figured out. Um, you kind of learn and evolve along the way. And I think that that is the case so much in this digital marketing world. I mean, uh, it seems like everything changes and, and moves so fast. So when I came on board as the fourth employee um, and to where I am today, uh, we have tried so many different things and a lot of them haven't worked um, and some of them have, but the more stuff that we throw against the wall and the faster we move as a company, the better and the more wins that we have. So I think that that would be what I've learned most during my, my tenure, I guess, here at, the, at Jumper Media is just knowing that when you start the journey, that things are going to change, the vision is going to evolve, and you just have to kind of embrace the fact that along that journey, you're going to learn a lot. Mm, yeah. So the only constant is change, exactly. therefore. Absolutely. <laughs> As you know. And yes. Yes. Look, honestly, I mean, I studied marketing many years ago. It might show my age, but before Facebook existed, uh, you know, I did a degree in management marketing and, you know, just... <laughs> it's changed. I would definitely agree with that sentiment. Yeah. I mean, it's always evolving and I think you kind of have to, to accept that and, and move along with it. Mm. What are the things that you think is the most important to try and be able to move with that, to adapt to constant change, you know, particularly for your clients, you know, they're running their business, they're busy doing, you know, the things that need to do to serve their customers. How do they keep on top of all of the changes in marketing as well? Well, I think that, I mean, a lot of times it's helpful uh, that our clients have a company like us that can kind of dedicate resources into keeping uh, our finger on the pulse of what's working. Because as you know, it can be frustrating. I mean, I remember before I started working for Jumper and I was trying to manage all the pieces of my business, it would seem like I would try one marketing thing and the next month it was on to the next because that was no longer working. So because things move so fast, I think it's important to, to be flexible, right? Because for example, if if you throw all your eggs in one basket, for like, let's say all your energy is in, into social media um, and you're not growing like an email list or something on the side, well, what happens if, if something happens with that platform, right? Mm. So that's why I think it it is very uh, necessary um, to, to try different things, but also collaborate with other people in places that have ac expertise and can put those energies in, into those things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And and people that are really, you know, experts in that field, I think that makes a big difference as well. I absolutely agree. I mean, you know, I was 
on an interview a couple weeks ago, Amelia, and I was talking about, you know, if I had to, to concentrate on like the back end payment processors and all that part of the business, it would fall apart because that's definitely not my expertise. So mm. I'd rather have someone manage that. And I think when you look at, you know, a business in general, having people at the right places so they can focus on what their strengths are is super important. And I know that's not always feasible in the, the beginning days, but it's something that I've kind of learned um, when I've seen this company grow from, you know, a couple employees to now where we're at today. Yeah, 100%. And I found that in my growth, it's really outsourcing those weakness areas first that has made the biggest difference. Absolutely. Because if you get stuck on the weaknesses, you can't put the energy into what you're actually good at. And I know with me, I'm only good at a couple of things. So I got to <laughs> I gotta outsource a lot of other things. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we can only be great at so many things, right? There you, there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> And one of the things that you're really great at, Jumper Media, is the is Instagram marketing, and you know which has seen a lot of changes. You would have seen a lot of changes in your time there. I have, you know, and what's what's interesting from the way I've seen Instagram evolve, um, and I think I can kind of bring hopefully some some value here is that for me it's not about necessarily growing my personal brand, but getting a chance to work behind the scenes with so many different clients in different industries. So. We've had a chance to work with about 4,000 different clients across over 200 industries. So there's definitely some some principles and things that we've seen worked. Um, and what works now didn't work too necessarily as well two years ago. So things are always changing. I know it can be a mm. frustrating platform. Um, so hopefully we can we can dive into some things that I think uh, might make a difference for anyone that's trying to you know build a presence on that platform. Yes. Well, and it, because it has become quite a noisy platform. So, you know, what do you think businesses need to do or what are you seeing your clients doing that's actually really getting them attention on Instagram? Great question. So one thing is, is I think we're moving away from this curation where everything has to be polished in terms of your content. Um, mm. and that's a big thing. I mean, we work, we work with, you know, personal brands and, and, you know, e-commerce and all, whatever the industry is, I think people are, are kind of sick of everything being curated to perfection. So I'm not saying that you should necessarily steer away from, you know, making your page aesthetically pleasing. I mean, after all, Instagram is a visual platform, yeah. but people want real, right? So the more you can share the story, mm. the behind the scenes, and really thinking about your business and how you can uh, add value to people through those stories. Maybe it's, you know, the things that haven't gone well. Maybe it's some of the lessons you've learned along the way or something that you really think the person that's viewing your page can, can get a takeaway from. That's where I think you need to be putting a lot of energy into. And one thing that we've seen, Amelia, is that before, I'm not saying that to, to steer away from posting all the time, but quality over quantity. Mm. So because there's so much uh, content getting pushed on the platform, it's very hard to stand out. So just being very intentional with what you're posting and really thinking through how is this going to deliver value to the person that is actually following my page? Yeah, 100%. I mean, people, I, I think that, you know, they want to see the real, you said that, you know, that they, they want to get more, that closer, more authentic relationship and the highly curated is actually almost a barrier to that. Yeah. I mean, I think about it from like the fitness perspective 
perspective, just because that is kind of my background. Um, and we've worked with a lot of brands that are trying to build themselves in, in that industry. Mm. And the ones that are obviously providing the education around, you know, how to work out and what to eat, that's important. And that's a layer of it. But what are some of the struggles that, that you're going through? as someone that is is working out and in, in building your brand and how can you relate to the people that are following you on a personal level that's what i think is really important and how you're going to differentiate yourself um and stand out in your market mm. and and stories you mentioned stories um in there as well and that's one of the the more the newer things one of the changes that instagram made is that one of you know is that something that people are really getting a lot of success from if we're talking about Instagram stories, absolutely. I mean, when you're going over to someone's page, for example, if you don't have a relationship with them, uh, more times than not, you're going to start with the story. You might check out what's in their bio. And then from there, if you like what you see, you might scroll down and look at you know the first three to nine posts that they have on the main grid. But the story is the chance to really build that connection with someone, right? And it doesn't have to be choreographed or, or like we said, curated to an extent. And I think that that's what makes it so attractive. You can show the behind the scenes of your life um, and people can build a connection with you uh, very quickly, especially if you're doing so on video. Now, what I would challenge people yeah. to think about is being intentional with their stories, too. Here's the kicker. I think sometimes people are, you know, they're like, well, you know, the stories can be raw. We're showing them behind the scenes. so We really don't have to think a lot about it. And I would invite you to consider the opposite. Mm -hmm. You absolutely want to share that behind the scenes, but you want to think about how this is going to add value to the person that's viewing your story. And why that is, is because you have such a short amount of time to make an impression. So I know for me, if I'm visiting someone's page and I'm checking out their story, if I go through five, six stories a couple days in a row and there's nothing that adds value to me, I'm probably not going to check out that story again. Yeah. And Instagram with the way the algorithm is, Amelia... If you notice, it's going to be showing you the same 15 to 20 people's story. I mean, when you look up, you'll notice they're, they're very smart, right? They know who you're tuning into. So they're going to keep showing you the people that you're interacting with. So just keep that in mind when you have people following you. If you want them to engage, if you want them to see your stories more often, make sure you're doing things that are actively going to get them to come back and consume your content. Mm, absolutely. Yes. And it is interesting because I do see people who are doing stories and using that and they as you say, just doing the behind the scenes and not really putting a lot of thought or effort into that. And I do sometimes wonder why they posted it then. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's sometimes you'll, you'll see a, a brand that is obviously maybe they're, they're trying to promote their superfood or their, their nutrition company. And maybe if their stories are them like out drinking at the bar every night, there's it's not congruent with who you are as a brand. So just being on brand, being flexible and showing the, your lifestyle as well, um, but but adding value through those stories. And there's so many different ways that you can do it. You can do it with Q&As. You can run polls. So if people are, you know, they have questions about what your brand or what you do, you can get real-time feedback from people. You can share customer testimonials. You can do all sorts of stuff. So just really doing your best to, to mix it up and provide value along the way. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 100%. It's always about that providing value, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Now, what are some of the other top trends for success that you're seeing or your clients are seeing through Instagram marketing? What I would invite people to consider is to focus on, you don't have to be everywhere, right? So for example, if you're someone that really likes to write, you're really able to connect and tell good stories with the word, maybe you're someone that's going to focus more on the high quality image and then using the captions to really engage and provide value. If you are comfortable on video, I would definitely invite you to consider IGTV. It's funny. I think they launched a little quick. Uh, We had a lot of clients that were testing out that platform originally and there was very few people that were getting views on their videos. That has kind of changed now. Mm. And what you're seeing is that Instagram now has made the change where you can post a video in your main feed and it will link over so you can watch the remainder of the video in the IGTV app. So if you're able to to hook people and provide value and they check out that first portion of the video and then they click over to the app, well, now you might be able to hook them to, to come back for more. So I think IGTV is a platform people should definitely pay attention to. Is that change been quite recent? Because that's something I've only really seen in the last maybe month or so, that those IGTV videos coming in people's feeds and then crossing over, you know, into IGTV. Definitely. So that was something I would say that has happened within the last three to four months. Yep. And it's it's made a huge change for people. Once they did that, now you're starting to see people's views go way up and people start paying a lot more attention to it. Mm, so what would you say is, is something to consider? to win with IGTV then? Yeah. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. Okay. One is providing exclusive content that is to IGTV. So let's say you have an audience on a different platform, but you're trying to build a presence on IGTV. Why not offer like a series or something exclusive to that platform? Hey, you can go check out this exclusive content on this series that we're doing over on IGTV. So now you're giving people a reason to go check out your channel and they know they're going to be doing value. So a series can look different. I mean, for example, you know, we're doing a podcast right now, similar to how you might separate your podcast in different seasons. You can do the same thing over on that IGTV platform. So if you're a business thinking about how you might differentiate your seasons and provide value around different concepts that make sense for your brand. So using an example, if you're in the fitness industry, one could be about nutrition. Another one could be like at-home workouts. You know, sky's the limit, but just getting strategic with that. Another is tutorials do really well. And because people typically are watching, obviously, on their on their phone, right? Text overlay works really well. So we had someone on our podcast. Her name is Emily Roberts. If anyone wants to check out her handle, it's the Lipstick Fever. But she does a really good job with tutorials on IGTV. A couple of her videos have gone viral. And she's just showing her videos doing like lipstick tutorials. And that text overlay mm. captures people's attention attention. What's interesting is she's doing short 60 to 90 second videos while as other people are doing longer videos. So what I would say with that is depending on your market and who you're serving, the video length may vary. So you got to figure out 
what people are resonating with, and then pay attention to your analytics to see where people might drop off. And then kind of base the video length around how much of the content people are consuming and what they seem to, to be paying attention to. Those are two things that I would do for sure that we've seen our clients have a lot of success with. Oh, that's great advice. Really good advice there. Thank Absolutely. you. And what about hashtags? You know, is there been much changes with hashtags in Instagram? So the thing with hashtags is I don't think it hurts, right, to Adam, but there's not as much relevance in your hashtags as there used to be. Um, it's getting harder to grow on the platform. So if your main strategy is hashtags in terms of growth, I think you got to start thinking outside the box and really getting back to that value, right? How are how am I adding value? How are these posts, you know, going to get people to come back with the type of content I have? Now, if you're going to use hashtags, one thing that I would consider is focusing on niche specific hashtags besides really broad hashtags. So I still think there's value in that. Um, so an example is like, let's say you're in real estate, but you're focusing on a specific city. Well, make sure that your hashtag involves something about that city as well, instead of something broad like real estate, right? So it's thinking about who your market is and then going narrow with the hashtags. Those are going to be more likely to get picked up. Um, and an easy way to do that, honestly, is thinking about your business or brand, coming up with a list of, say, a 100 of them. And then depending on the type of post or content that you're delivering, you might apply a group of specific hashtags to that post that's more relevant. So then that way you're kind of switching things up and you don't have to come up with new hashtags for every single post. Yeah, because I think people do get a little bit caught up in that sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it can be a part of your strategy. Just don't put all the emphasis on on the hashtag strategy, right? It's good now it's just gotta go a little bit deeper. It's getting harder to stand out and, and build the brand. So that's kind of my advice around that. Mm. And what is it about Instagram that you think overall is just makes it a, a really great pr platform? Well, I think it's the best platform to show your brand in a, in a visual way. Very few platforms lend themselves, oh, well, actually no platform lends itself visually the, w the way that Instagram does. Generally, when it first got it started, it was a younger demographic and it still is for a big part, but now some of the older generations starting to come on it as well. And it's just just a way to kind of show your brand in a very exciting, trendy way. And the engagement, although it's getting lower, is still a lot higher than like, say, a platform like Facebook. So you can still get your post out there and seen more organically than something like Facebook, where obviously there's a ton of potential on that platform as well. But most of the time, it's going to be when you throw money behind the ads, right? So not saying it's the best platform for everyone, but one a lot of people should be considering, especially if they're in the personal brand space. So much great information there about people, you know, looking into Instagram marketing. Do you have sort of top communication tips that you would share kind of across the board? And you mentioned before not putting all your eggs in one basket and making sure you're thinking about email marketing as well. You know, so if you had to sort of think about very top level communication tips that are going to grow engagement and drive sales, what do you think your top two to three tips would be? Yeah, that's a great question too. Basically, one I would say is remember that to be social on social media. A lot of people forget this. They you know, they, they post content, but they're not having the conversations with the customers. When people follow your page, you know, don't be afraid to, to shoot people a DM or get someone on your team to start those conversations. Because at the end of the day, you need to build no like and trust before people are going to purchase your products. So just because they're following your page, you still need to 
you know, warm them up, build the relationship. And if sales is the main goal, the more touch points you have and the more of a relationship you build, the higher the likelihood you're going to be able to drive sales. So this could be going to other accounts in your industry and commenting, and it could be sending DMs. It's being personal along with, you know, posting content. And then another thing is just remembering why people are on social. It's to get value, to be entertained, to be inspired. They're not necessarily in a buying mindset. So back to kind of like Gary Vee's jab, 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 right hook, provide value, build the relationship, cultivate the relationship, and then sprinkle in an occasional promotional post. The best ways we've seen to do this in terms of driving traffic, uh, one, if you have over 10,000 followers, you know, you can add swipe up links in your stories. So if you have like a special product or you're doing something like that, that's a great way to do it. And another is, you know, don't be afraid to do a giveaway every now and then. People love giveaways and getting stuff for free. We've tested this. So if you want to look at Jumper Media's page, we actually just did a giveaway for our podcast, right? So we um, encourage listeners to tag friends. And there's different ways that um, you can do this. But that's a great way to build community and drive sales as well. So you might give something away for free, build the relationship there, and that's going to lead to more sales down the road. Mm, brilliant. Great tips there. I will. I'll definitely check that out on, and see how that promotion went through your Instagram. For sure. Okay. Well, Ian, thank you so much. In conclusion though, and I love that you said this, what is it that you think that motivates and inspires? You know, if you're really looking so to motivate and inspire, and, and that would be for me, you know, be the drop is around creating that waterfall. A waterfall begins with one drop, you know, and that's what I'm looking at. How do we motivate and inspire people? So if you had to summarize one thing to help motivate and inspire a community, what would it be? Say build a lifestyle around your brand. Don't just focus on the products that you sell but focus on building that that community. That's how you're going to differentiate yourself and, and stand out in 2019. Fantastic. Ian, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me and have a, a great day. That was fun. Cool. Great. Well, that was really good. Thank you, Ian. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that.